Hi everyone, this is Elazar Bloom, and this is Relationships Revisited. I'm real glad to be with you all, and I am excited for this episode. Again, if you have not done so, please give me a rate and a review if you're getting benefit here, and I appreciate that from the get-go. Makes me feel really good and gives me energy to continue. Also, hopefully gets the word out to more people, so take a moment to do that. So again, I'm excited for for today. I'm thinking about the things that are happening in our lives during this time, the Torah portion we're reading, the significant days, and thinking about despair, frustration, and feeling stuck. And in the Torah, like for example, in this week's Torah portion, the Torah uses a unique word to describe a state of despair and frustration. And that one word is echa. Literally means how, how, how is it? It's just, I'm completely stuck. How is this possible? How? And in the portion, it's where Moshe is recalling his state of overwhelm as a leader, tasked to guide millions of traumatized Jews, where he says, how, echa, how can I alone bear all of your burdens and quarrels? How, how am I going to do this? And similarly, in about a week's time, on the ninth of Av, Tisha B'Av, we're going to read Megillat Eicha, Lamentations, which is named after this word Eicha, how, it's the first verse, how has the city that was once so populous become lonely like a widow, says the, the Navi. It's the same. It's the same word of desperation and, and hopelessness. Eicha. And when I I'm working with a couple, for example, that is distressed and feeling really stuck in a cycle, a pattern of interaction that just causing so much pain. That's often the same sentiment. They won't say eicha, but they feel like how like what am I supposed to do here? I feel so stuck. And in fact, the first place that this word eicha appears in the Torah is back in Breshit, at the very beginning. It's the same word, Aleph, Yud, Chaf, but it's not pronounced Eicha, it's pronounced Ayeka. The Torah is not vowelized, so the same letters can have different pronunciations. It's Ayeka, and it's a question from God, from Hashem to Adam, to Adam, after he takes from the Tree of Knowledge. And that mistake, that misdeed, God then approaches him and says, Ayeka, where are you? And it's like Hashem is giving Adam an opening to reflect on what just happened, inviting him to accept responsibility for the choice that he just made. There's a general principle that when you have a word like Aleph Yud Chaf Hey, which has several different pronunciations, the first place you see that word, that is its core meaning. So in a sense, when I feel stuck and hopeless, Eicha, how, how, I'm really being asked, Ayeka, where are you in this? Where are you? And that question can be responded to in different ways, depending on the context. But what is is really crucial to recognize is that by going to the core of that word, from moving from Eicha to Ayeka, it's reframing it in a way that empowers the individual, that empowers you in that place. It's moving from victim to empowerment. And with great 
responsibility comes great power, right? You're taking full responsibility, and in that, now you can do something. So let's try and apply this to a, a clinical situation. I'm working with a couple, and this comes up very, very often. I've discussed it this more at length in a previous episode called How I Protect Myself, and I'll link that in the show notes so you can revisit that, where I describe how the main question that each partner in a committed relationship is asking consistently is, are you there for me? Can I count on you? Are you going to be there for me? Do you really get me? Do you really see me? Can I count on you? And it's so important. This question is so important to couples because human beings are neurologically wired to rely on one another for safety, security, and connection. That's not a choice. That, that is how the brain is wired. That's the, that is the attachment system in the brain. So when I'm in an important, an important relationship, like a marriage, and there are moments when I don't know, I'm not sure if you are there for me. I'm not sure about the answer to that question. I can't, I can't say enough about how frightening and distressing this is in that moment. It is overwhelming. It is a, such a sense of danger for the nervous system. And we are wired to respond to that, to react to that. The nervous system has a limited amount of moves that it can do there to protect itself. And one of the things that the nervous system will do in such a situation is it will fight for the connection to be restored. It will fight to get some certainty here, to get some reassurance. That fight is coming from a place of needing to know that you are there for me. But it can sound like really annoyed, angry, irritated, critical. It can be loud, the, the volume goes up. There may be a push, a prod, complaint, whining, screaming, criticizing, judging, lecturing, with a lot of intensity, a lot of energy. And the hope there is to get a response, to get reassured, because it's a really overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly frightening. So while this makes sense, that, that attack energy makes sense, that aggressive energy makes sense, given the fear, it just doesn't lead to the response that I need. My partner just becomes defensive, dismissive. She pulls away, she shuts down, and that hurts even more because I need to get through and I, I'm not. So I try harder, I try a different angle, I push, I push in a different way, and it doesn't work. Now she's even more defensive, more withdrawn, and I am stuck, I'm stuck. How, how, how? What am I supposed to do here to get through? this desperation, hopelessness. Now, if a person's able to move to the core, remember, moving from the Eicha to the Ayeka, if the person can move to the core of this desperation and ask, with a lot of courage, Ayeka, where are you in this? Where am I in this? And that question is one with love and compassion, not with judgment. And if that question is safe enough to be responded to, I could possibly answer, I'm really feeling hurt. I'm feeling alone. I need her and I don't know how to get through. My anger just pushes her away. I'm fighting like I'm fighting for it and I, and then I'm even more alone. I wish you could just understand how much I need her to come close during these times. That I could I could be reassured, that I could know that she gets me, that she understands me. 
Now I'm moving from a victim stance to fully owning my experience, all the fear, the vulnerability that's there. I'm fully empowering myself by taking responsibility for what I'm feeling and what I'm needing. And I'm trying to share this now in a way that it can be heard. It's a different, it's a different way, and it might just engender a different response from her. But the point here is, is that I'm taking back the power by really centering it within myself and asking Ayaka. And that's, that is the answer to the Eicha despondency. So if you are stuck and you're feeling desperate, hopeless, whether it's in your relationships or just where you are in life, if you can make a U-turn into your being and very gently and lovingly and compassionately ask, where am I in this? Where am I in this? really centering it in your own being, you'll have so much more power to possibly do something different and get a different result. I hope this is helpful to you all. It's always a pleasure sharing and being with you here. Relationships Revisited in the Space Between. Looking forward to next time.